Today's reading is taken from Matthew chapter 7, verses 1 to 6. Do not judge so that you may not be judged. For with the judgment you make, you will be judged, and the measure you give will be the measure you get. Why do you see the speck in your neighbour's eye, but do not notice the log in your own eye? Or, how can you say to your neighbour, let me take the speck out of your eye, while the log is in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to to take the speck out of your neighbour's eye. Do not give what is holy to dogs, and do not throw your pearls before swine, or they will trample them underfoot and turn and maul you. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Joe. So, Jesus was preaching the Sermon on the Mount, and it was um, a pretty long sermon, wasn't it? Um, even though... Um, I mean, sermons can be boring, and I'm sure Jesus' sermons were not boring. However, it had gone on for several hours, three chapters in the Bible. And let's face it, we've been having talks about this sermon since the 4th of June, and there are still four weeks left. So, quite a weighty sermon. And it was on a hill, the mount. It wasn't in comfy chairs. So maybe people were getting a bit restless, a bit fidgety. Um, So one way of getting people's attention is to tell stories, anecdotes, uh, and that's certainly, I was a teacher, Simon was a teacher, that's the sort of thing you have to do when you can see your audience drifting off, tell a funny story or something, and I'm sure at Vicar College that's what you learn as well, isn't it? So sermons are no different, and Jesus interspersed this long talk with anecdotes and stories and images. And this is one such example. So we have the first slide. So he painted this ridiculous picture in his mind. How stupid was it, Simon, with a log in his eye? And he was also trying to pick out, saying, I had a speck in my eye. He couldn't see anything, could he? So... This, it was an exaggeration. Obviously, people don't walk around with logs in their eye. But it helps to make a point, doesn't it? It helps to make an important point. And Jesus thought this point was important as well. So, what was the point of the story? What's it got to do with the jammy dodgers? Any ideas? Anybody can tell me. Maybe you want to chat to the person next to you. What has that story got to do with the jammy dodgers. Right, so I think that um, Aleri was judging Aoife, wasn't wasn't she? Saying, you stole my strawberry, you've been really mean, when actually she'd done something really bad herself. And that's like the log in the eye, isn't it? They're criticising somebody. It's, um, It's called being a hypocrite, isn't it? Saying one thing and doing another. So this whole piece in the Sermon on the the Mount is all about judging, right? It starts with, in verse 1, do not judge so that you may not be judged. So, what is a judge? 
anybody know? What's a judge? A parent. A parent. Well, they could be a judge, yeah. But I, I thought, when I thought of judges, these are the four that came into my mind. <laughs> the judges from Strictly Come Dancing. And it is almost that time of year again, you know, once the summer's over, that's the next thing, isn't it? So one thing about the Strictly judges is that they are experts. They know how to dance. And once and probably still, are very good at it. But Craig, over here, he often gets booed. Why does he always get, often get booed in Strictly? He's mean, yeah. He makes really negative comments. But I think he often follow the, follows those by ways that people can improve their performance for the next week with positive, encouraging comments. So that's quite good. So they are the judges. Um, so, are those the sort of judges Jesus was talking about? Let's move on to the next slide. So, definition of judging. So, the first one is to form, give, or have as an opinion, or to decide about something or someone, especially after thinking carefully. And I think that's what the strictly judges do. They give an opinion from their wealth of understanding and knowledge um, about the celebrity dancer. And I also think a judge in a court of law is like that as well. They're the ones who've very experienced and they've given um, their opinion, although they sometimes even get it wrong. And now there was something in the... Uh, a big item in the news this week, wasn't there, about um, a prisoner who'd been in, inside for 17 years for a crime he didn't commit. But that's what a judge is. But the second um, definition, to express a bad opinion of someone's behaviour, often because you think you're better than them. And I think that was the source of judging that Jesus was talking about. Because among the crowd who were sitting on the, mount, um, on the mountain listening to Jesus were Pharisees. And Pharisees were religious leaders who were very proud of themselves because they thought they were very good Jews. And they followed the religious laws to the letter. So they were feeling self-righteous, they were convinced they were superior to the other Jews. They were smug and only too happy to be critical of others. And I think Jesus was telling that story to make a point to them. But I also think he was telling that story to make a point to all of us as well 2,000 years later. And that is what is so amazing about what Jesus said. It was relevant then and it still is today. So when we say something about a person, are we looking for the worst in them? Trying to make ourselves feel good. Are we being critical? We don't know why people act how they do or what experiences they've had. Jesus asks us to look at ourselves, the log in our own eye. Now, God is the judge, not us. 
That doesn't mean we can't help people do the right thing, be encouraging, supportive, or give people advice on the best way forward, perhaps. We need to look for the best in people and look at ourselves inside and examine how we behave. Every day, we make decisions, some of them good, some of them bad, but God's given us the Holy Spirit to help us make good decisions and help us live the way he wants. Now, the next slide. Um, This is, does the talk match your walk? Now, what's that mean? So, you say one thing, like, don't you be really mean, and then you do another thing and that's I think what a lot of what Jesus is saying you've got to make sure the things you do match up with the things you say but Jesus goes one step further he's challenging us to change what goes inside us rather than how we appear so there's a lot about that in the Sermon of the Mount um, so I've done, I um, used to use these when I was teaching a thing called a word cloud. It's on the next slide. So what I did was you copy and paste the whole of the Sermon on the Mount, all three chapters, and I put them in um, a website. It's called Cloud Art. And you get this visual interpretation. So the big words are the words that are mentioned the most in the Sermon on the Mount, and the little ones may be only mentioned once or twice. Um, so which are the words that are the biggest, that are mentioned the most times in the Sermon on the Mount? Yeah, Father, heaven, good, others. I get, I get quite a lot, actually, because there's a few stories about eyes in it. Um, Heaven and Father are both mentioned 17 times each. So Jesus talks about our Father in heaven many times through the Sermon of the Mount, uh, including, of course, the start of the Lord's Prayer, and also the kingdom of heaven. So the kingdom's quite a big word there. Um, So just before the Sermon of the Mount, um, Jesus says, uh, Repent, for the kingdom of God has come come near. Jesus, in all his teaching, gives us clues about the kingdom of heaven. Now, what's the kingdom of heaven? Sometimes you might think, oh, that's just somewhere you go when you die. Uh, Not really sure, can't quite imagine what it's like. But actually, I think in this, in the Sermon of the Mount, Jesus is talking about the kingdom of heaven as being somewhere on earth. The kingdom of God. And he, I think... He thinks that that's all our job to make the kingdom of heaven. We've got to walk the walk and talk the talk. We've got to look at the inside and not just at the outside. We've got to look at how we are with other people. And that is our way of making the kingdom of heaven here in Ecclesall, maybe where you work, where you go to school, where you're going on holiday, in this church and wherever you live among your neighbourhood. So Jesus, in um, chapter 6, he talks quite a lot about looking at the inside of us and examining ourselves rather than what we're doing on the outside. He talks about don't practice your righteousness, like don't be goody-goody in front of others, 
so you can be seen. Give to the needy in secret. Do things, and it doesn't matter what people's... Um, it's what you like inside. Don't pray standing on street corners where you can be seen. Don't make it obvious you're fasting. Oh, I'm so hungry because I've been praying. Aren't I good? Uh, don't store your treasures up on earth. Don't worry about what you're going to wear or eat. I think that was last week's talk. So, it's our responsibility from this, from this funny story to... To think how we live, we need to live to reflect the kingdom of heaven here on earth and, of course, draw other people into it. So, it's quite challenging that. It's quite a lot to, to, to take in. It's quite a responsibility. Um, we're going to sing the next song now, and I think it's a, a great song to help us, to inspire us to do just what I've been talking about. It's called I Am a City on the Hill. And if we could uh, have the words uh, up there, I'm a city on a hill. Well, obviously, I'm not a city on a hill. Sheffield's a city on seven hills. But I, it's like I'm a city on a hill because I'm a light in the darkness. So lots of bad stuff goes on. It's like we can be lights. And Jesus living in us can change the world. That's making the kingdom of heaven on earth here just like I've been talking about so that's what we're going to sing